Welcome to Short Talks from the Hill, a podcast from the University of Arkansas. My name is Harden Young, and I'm a writer here at the university. Today, I'd like to welcome Karee Banton, Associate Professor of History in the J. William Fulbright College of Arts and Sciences Department of History. Banton was recently named Director of African and African American Studies, and she's the author of the book, More Auspicious Shores, Barbadian Migration to Liberia, Blackness, and the Making of the African Republic, 1865 to 1912. Karee, welcome to Short Talks. Thank you so much. Uh, so, first things first, uh, congratulations on being named Director of African and African American Studies. So, uh, at this point, what would you say is your top priority as director of this program? The top priority uh, uh, for us right now, um, given that we are in these kind of, you know, grave times, is to use means of um, mobilizing, you know, our community who are actually suffering and under duress right now, and to use African and African American studies as a program that is deeply interested in the questions that are um, affect this particular community questions about race, questions about health disparities, questions, you know, surrounding racial inequities altogether, um, to uh, really probe those questions from multiple perspectives, from sociological perspectives, from a historical lens, from a scientific lens, and to make that visible um, for um, other broader use, whether it be in the university community or otherwise. Sure. Uh, so let me build on that answer. What do you think the advantages are of being an African and African American studies major or minor? Well, um, that's a great question. The advantages um, of being an African and African American studies um, major or minor is that, firstly, it gives you this very critical interdisciplinary perspective, right? So it's not bind, you're not bound by the discipline. So if you're able to show that you can, you know, gather sources and um, ideas from a, a literary perspective, a historical perspective, a sociological perspective, a economical perspective, a legal perspective. That's what we do here in African African American studies. And able to contextualize and synthesize those kinds of ideas, it is something that will stay with you um, it's a transferable skill. Wherever you go, whatever major you move on to, whatever job you move on to, if you go on to graduate school, it is a skill that will serve you well. So that is number one. Number two, it will make you very conversant um, in, you know, um, what the, the nature of our being in this highly globalized society what is going on in our world um, uh, on multiple levels. So whether it's conversation relating to African-Americans and indigenous communities or African-Americans and um, black and white relations or Afro-Latinos or whatever the case might be, it, it gives you a level of nuance and complexity that you might not otherwise find um, or able to deal with, you know, um, if you're engaging at surface level discussion. So you will certainly able to, to engage at that level um, once you uh, take on African, African-American studies major and minor, right? So it makes you conversant in those kind of topical um, issues. And of course, um, given that we're at a crossroads now where we are, um, you know, we're in, a, in this globalized environment where cultural competency is um, premium. 
you know, so adding that to your CV and adding that to your um, curriculum as a human, um, obviously, is uh, very important. Yeah, you make a convincing case. So let's talk a little bit about your book, More Auspicious Shores. Can you give us a brief overview? Great. Yeah, so More Auspicious Shores, um, Barbadian Migration to Liberia, Blackness, and the Making of an African Republic is a kind of microhistory set in motion uh, from the Caribbean across to the Atlantic into Liberia in 1865, where I traced the migration of 348 uh, Barbadians from a post-emancipation society where they were highly disgruntled with uh, a freedom that was not of their own making and of their own design. And um, they, they leave um, and they go to Liberia, a, a colony that was established by the American Colonization Society for African-Americans. And the question that kind of drove this research is, why would British colonial Barbadians be interested in going to an American colony when they could have gone next door to Sierra Leone, which is the British colony next door, right? And what they essentially said is that they were interested in going to help African-Americans to build up a black republic because they believed a nationality would be important for um, gaining respectability for the race. And so I look at how they experience freedom, citizenship, and nationhood um, and, and blackness in Barbados. And then once they cross the Atlantic into what essentially had become the black republic in Africa, how do they experience freedom, citizenship, and nationhood and, and blackness? And who gets to define blackness in this black republic? Is it the African-Americans? Is it these West Indians from the, you know, is it um, the, the many different ethnic groups of Africans or the African recaptives who were liberated from slave ships and put in Liberia? So that essentially is, is what I deal with in my book. Okay, so let me ask you this. What was it about this particular group of people going to Liberia? Why did you choose to focus on them? Well, uh, I could tell you the long um, circular story of, you know, going to grad school and your advisor, you know, um, all that jazz. Um, but essentially the long and short of it is that um, Liberia has been, of course, uh, has a very extensive historiography. Um, there's been several books written about African-Americans from Virginia, the earliest groups to go to Liberia, African-Americans from North Carolina, African-Americans from um, Baltimore, from very right here in Arkansas went to Liberia, right? And so when I came across that people from the Caribbean were going to an American colony, it really um, piqued my interest because literally Sierra Leone, which is the British colony, is right next door. So, you know, the fact that British colonial Barbadians would want to go to an American colony instead of a British colony um, was very fascinating. And then it would just add a new wrinkle into the historiography that was so um, you know, heavily um, researched on African-Americans. And what it reveals to us is that blackness is not a monolith, yeah. right? That blackness is not heterogeneous, um, that um, blackness, uh, there are varying um, perspectives that define blackness that drove all these different groups to Liberia, 
um, different experiences. And we see this being hashed out in the Republic. Um, it, you know, it came to define, um, you know, who got to define Blackness, whether it's African-Americans or the West Indians or the native local um, ethnic groups of Africans or the recaptives defined who was included in the nation, who was excluded. And we could, you know, come all the way up to the recent awards um, that began in 1989, you know, the horrific um, wars um, that happened in Liberia, you know, and trace those kind of early beginnings that, you know, all these kinds of um, what happened with colonization, which was basically, if we look at it, it's the recasting of what has been happening in America regarding colonizing, um, you know, native land. This is it being done um, by people who are black to other people who are black. That sounds fascinating. We'll provide a link to people who want to read more about it. So what are you working on next? Do you know yet? Yes, 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 yes. So I've been um, for the last couple of summers, and in fact, I was supposed to be on sabbatical um, this past spring, and I was supposed to be in Liberia because I am um, collaborating with an archaeologist, um, working on material culture objects of um, the Back to Africa movement. So architecture, um, you know, pottery, um, foodways that made its way back with the people um, back to Liberia. So how um, the ideas uh, or the subjectivity of the colonizer and the colonized would be defined through the kinds of objects that they, 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 um, uh, they brought with them and that they sought to build, right? So through the architecture, through the kinds of spoons and you know the things the the objects that they chose to to buy and to use and whatnot so we're doing a lot of archaeological work we did a great dig on providence island um last summer um and the intention was to be vet this summer and hopefully um maybe next summer you know we'll see how it goes yeah well i hope i hope it works out we get this covid thing straightened out all right this is short talks and we're gonna have to wrap it up i will ask you one more question before we go uh, what have you read recently that you would recommend? Yes, um, I read uh, Casey Lemon's um, Heavy. Um, uh, he was here um, in our, in, uh, we have a yearly um, um, African and African American Studies lecture series and Casey Lemon was here and it was a brilliant talk. He came to my class, my students had read the book I read along with them and he gave, he was so, you know, very kind to them and, you know, sat and talked with them for about an hour about it. But it's a brilliant book and he's even more brilliant as a person. And so I would definitely recommend um, the ones um, heavy. Dr. Karee Banton, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Music for Short Talks from the Hill was written and performed by local musician Ben Harris. For more information and additional podcasts, visit Arkansas Research. That's arkansasresearch.uark.edu, the home of science and research news at the University of Arkansas.